Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, simply the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Yeah, the old Dow's down 500. That doesn't worry you, does it at all? Yes, it does. Huh? Yes. Come on. Yes, you it got does. time. No, you got I, time, I, bro. You know what? I don't think I do. Bro, you have time. Everybody in that room has time. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for Ain't nobody that. Nobody got time for 500 down? Mm-hmm. We'll bring you in every day. Right. Just like that. It'll be like HW. Right. And we won't make you wear those book socks. <laughs> the what socks? Yeah, the book socks on. Because Mrs. Bush's, um, uh, her passion was literacy. Yeah. Remember Mrs. Bush's story time? I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, you didn't work the weekend. Did he have socks with books on them? Yes. I think that's neat. Oh, I do too, as a tribute. Raymond Chandler uh, one time had Marlo wearing socks with clocks on them. <laughs> no, For... Ed. Turn the clocks no, back. Not that. No, Ed. No. Oh, no. You heard it wrong. <laughs> he said, turn the clocks back. Yeah, yeah. We have a legislative uh, development in the state of Minnesota. What do we have? I find it to be... Uh, problematic Mm. here's the sentence this is a dave oric story in the pioneer press an intimidating hostile or offensive environment does not require the harassing conduct or communication to be severe or pervasive and with that change in state law proposed monday the landscape of future sexual harassment claims in minnesota could fundamentally shift all in favor of the Me Too movement. Mm. It has bipartisan support. And what it would do, it would change the law to lower the bar for proof for all employees across the state who believe they've been sexually harassed. Mm. Man, this could be costly. Right. The proposal is believed to be the first of its kind in the nation and would nullify a standard set by the U.S. Supreme Court decades ago that has drawn criticism from employment lawyers and even judges for creating a shield of impunity for piggish behavior that might shock many. In theory, and by the way, just so it's understood by all the euphorians, liberal Lakers, and diversity villains driving around right now, uh, those uh, who work here in the office of the mayor and garage logic were opposed to sexual harassment. I'm anti. I'm anti. All right. I am too. Yeah. Oh, I'm a two post. hands. She's I'm two a post. Hands. Yeah. She's doing twice. The sturdy limb we stand. And on. I'll tell you where this is bringing us closer to. Your not. Pre- to, you can't. You won't be able to speak with anyone. How many years ago did you make that? Prediction? I don't know. But you're will you hear this? I mean, by the. And again, I say this. Uh, I, I have to uh, provide that uh, uh, notification that anything I say is not because I'm in in favor of sexual harassment. I'm just saying this might be going too far. In theory, sexual harassment complaints should be dealt with by human resources workers and company officials. Yep. All right. But if an employee feels that process has failed, she or he can sue the uh, can sue in court or file a complaint with the Federal Equal Employment Opportunities Commission. Hmm. The problem is that in order for such a case to proceed, the harassment needs to be sufficiently severe or pervasive to alter the conditions of employment and create an abusive working environment. That severe or pervasive standard was set by the U.S. Supreme Court in a 1986 case, Meritor Savings Bank versus Vinson, 
the first sexual harassment case to reach the high court. Now, we weren't on the air then. We've been on the air a long time, but we weren't on the air then, or I would have read that because I right. love reading Supreme Court That would have been a topic. Findings. The ruling firmly established sexual harassment as illegal, but that severe or pervasive standard also sowed the ground for crop after crop of court cases to be thrown out for not meeting that bar. In other words, yeah, sorry, that ain't severe enough or pervasive enough. Interesting. It's foul, and we don't like what we're hearing, but it doesn't pass the bar of severe or pervasiveness. Hmm. According to legal experts and research conducted by a Minnesota House subcommittee that began looking into how to attack sexual harassment earlier this year following the resignation of two state lawmakers and the national movement of women speaking out against sexual harassment. Among the cases that were thrown out of courts for failing to meet the severe and pervasive standard were the following. A 2002 case involving a male supervisor in the auto industry who propositioned a female worker within days of her hiring. Get the foghorn ready. He touched her inappropriately. Um, Okay, we got that. Inappropriately. Called her a man-hater. Required her to draw a vulgar image in order to be considered for promotion and required her to type up the minutes of a He-Man Women Haters Club. I don't know what that is. But that was, in other words, this case was thrown out. It didn't meet the bar of being uh, severe or pervasive enough. We'd probably all agree it certainly sounds like it might have or should have. Yeah. Right? For sure. A 2010 case in which a male repeatedly hit on female on a female employee, lied to a business associate about having sex with her in front of her, compared women's breasts and told her hers were so-so, often rested his hand on her leg and at one point grabbed and kissed her. That failed the bar of, of severe or pervasive. Yeah. Sounds to me like that in, in GL, that would have passed the bar. A 2017 case brought by a female employee involving a string of actions by a male maintenance worker who told her to remain seated in her desk while he repaired it because he liked beautiful women and beautiful legs. That's the best. I mean, what a dummy. Ever that's all, move. That's all you got from life. I'm just going to say, yeah, this guy's really dumb. Uh, I was shocked at some of these cases at House Majority Leader Joyce Pepin, a Republican from Rogers. Pepin is the lead sponsor of the proposed legislation, which is supported by House Minority Leader Melissa Hortman, DFL Brooklyn Park, and a crowd of lawmakers from both parties. Uh, Pepin said we need to make a change. Governor Dayton was planning to meet with Pepin yesterday afternoon to discuss the proposal. An identical piece of legislation was introduced in the state Senate Monday by Karen Housley a Republican. Uh, in that last case, the 2017 one where the maintenance worker implied he, he wanted a favor from the woman. Yes. Uh, the company's HR determined their investigation was inconclusive. The woman sued and even the judge who tossed the case had had enough. In his December 5 ruling, Hennepin County District Judge Mel Dickstein criticized the severe or pervasive standard that he said left him no choice. Times change, and with them, so too do the standards of conduct, Dickstein noted, before cutting to the heart of it. There has been a sea change in cultural attitudes towards sexual harassment, he wrote. 
It is not a leap to say that gone are the days when men can use the workplace to further their purient interests. Well, of course those days should be gone. They should have never been there in the first place. Uh, Unwanted sexual advances, belittling, belittling sexual banter, touching and mocking sexual language are no longer viewed as merely boorish, obnoxious, chauvinistic, or immature. They should be actionable. Uh, Pepin emphasized the new proposal to nullify the severe or pervasive standard would not mandate any cases, any cases, would not mandate that any cases proceed, but would rather untie the hands of judges. The proposal would only affect future cases after August 1st. Oh, so so August. So I guess you can still tell some gal to sit, hey, sit there while I fix your chair. I guess you can get away with that until August 1st. After August 1st, we'd recommend not trying that. But but here's here's the problem. And I and again, I have to keep saying because uh, people in Euphoria, Liberal Lakes and Diversityville are, you are often pro sexual harassment. Are often blockheads. Yeah, are you pro sexual? They haven't seen the light yet of garage logicianship. I tend to look at the larger picture. What are are we are you not opening up scenarios though where either men or women could use the new law to make life miserable for their coworkers based on things that would not necessarily pass muster of any of us thinking they were actionable. In other words, like, is, it, is it going to get to the point where, man, those those are really sharp shoes you're wearing? Is that is that going to be considered? Oh, I see. Where's the where's the cutoff line? Right. Hey, I like the uh, the the hem of your pants. I like those cuffs. Mm-hmm. Something like that. What? No, you're right. I mean, yeah. in other words, in other words, pants? that'd be an odd thing for you to compliment someone on as well. I like a nice cuff on a pant. That's uh, if you got cuffed. Would pants, you say it to a guy? Yeah. Well, would, would that be sexual harassment someday? If Reavers is ever classy okay, enough, okay. Let, let's pants? let's let's not drift off into your sophomoric world just yet. Oh, okay. My point is: is this the kind of legislation that ultimately will bring us to the point where? The best possible way you can conduct yourself in the workplace is not to communicate with each other. Yeah, I think that's is to have no verbal action whatsoever. That's a giant step, huge giant step toward Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Don't. uh, And I'm not. I'm. I. I I happen to agree that the severe and pervasive bar was too disagreeable at times to pass. And it, it let it let terrible things happen because you couldn't get over that hump. You couldn't get over the severe and pervasive part, although I'm shocked that uh, that these cases are examples of failing to clear that bar. Right. You, you would think that uh, these cases, you know, touching someone and... Uh, and uh, hey, stay where you are. I like to see pointing nice out, uh, you know, breast sizes and 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 what have you. You would think that would pass a serious or pervasive bar, and it didn't. So now, in order to in order to lower that bar, I'm just finding it curious as to what what can of worms that will open. Does that make any sense? Yes. And, and for you, euphorians, don't worry. We're we're still opposed to uh, sexual harassment. Check this out. Check this out. What you got, bro? Currently. Now. 
right now. Right here. You you would have to find that the behavior that you consider to be sexually harassing is severe or pervasive. Okay, that would go away. Those two words would go away. Okay. And the new words would be an intimidating, hostile, or offensive environment does not require the harassing conduct or communication to be severe or pervasive. What in the world does that open up? I think that's a legitimate question to ask the state legislature. It's too vague. Woman you work with comes to work. Yep. Uh, you don't socialize. You're, you, you're not, you would not consider yourself a good, good friends. You don't have dinner together or anything. You just know her as uh, Ruth. Yep. And, and you've worked together. And she comes to work one day with a new hairdo, let's say. I'm not be I'm not being facetious. No, I'm, I'm following you. And you say, Ruth, I love your hair. It's sexy. What? She well, might okay. She might very well find that hostile or or offensive. Okay, even even vanilla it down more than that. Right. Ruth, uh, I really like your new hairdo. Don't even say it's sexy because right. sexy could be because you want this to kind of be where do we stand? Ruth, I really like your new haircut. All right. Are you? Uh, I'll take the word sexy out. All right. Uh, that could be, what if she takes it as, oh, he was um, all over me flirting or, or not all over me. Well, what if she takes offense no, to that? No, but then her, let's say she took that to her human resources department. Yeah. And they found in the, in the fellow's favor, uh, you know, reasonable heads would prevail and, yeah. and the human resources would say, Ruth, we... We hardly find that to constitute hostility or intimidation. For God's sakes, he just commented on your hairdo. Right? Okay. okay, so maybe that course goes that that one. Maybe that case goes away. Yep. That, that doesn't. Okay, happen. okay. But then uh, uh, you mean to tell me we just had a case here where four protesters break into Enbridge uh, oil line and they sure as hell managed to find activist judges who agreed with them. So now this woman takes her case to a court and said, I feel terribly uh, put upon by this. He was commenting about my hair. It's intimidating, hostile, and offensive to me. I realize it was not repetitive and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't severe or pervasive, but I consider myself to be uh, feeling terribly, uh, terribly... I couldn't focus at work I, I as a I couldn't focus result. on work about this. What does he mean my hair looks good? And you have enough activist judges out there. Bing, bang, boom. That guy gets a, a civil award uh, uh, against him. Wow. Or turn it around. It could be a woman who says to a guy, "I, hey, I see a lost weight. You would never get away with that. Can no, you? I said if a woman yeah, said yeah, that to a guy. Yeah, let me show you here, right here. Let me show you my belly. <laughs> no, no. If a woman said that to a guy, the guy could say, I, I, that, I, that's hostile. It's uncomfortable. You have no business Why commenting, are you checking on, me out? commenting on my weight, you know. I, I just think uh, the legislature. I, I think it needs more. I think these sentences need more work. Otherwise, it's just going to be a gangbuster of court cases. Well, and people don't read an extra need an extra reason to sue. What somebody. does John want, Chris? He'd had a thought on your um, prom and kid. Yes, John. And you know the prom date problem you are talking about. It simply reflects that. <clears throat> today's student in today's schools learn absolutely nothing. Apparently not. Yeah, yeah. that's Th- it. Thank you, John. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, while Angie I was going to call in too, by the way, Ooh. and offer up, Angie wanted to call in and offer up what would or would not be acceptable 
I don't want to hear that. And I said, no, we uh, we, we can't do that. I don't want to hear that. That's probably good. Wise counsel. I just think at the very least, what might happen is just more and more cases that don't go anywhere, but they would clog up the courts. Yes. Does that make sense? I yes, mean, it does. You, you might get be frivolous. Yeah, you just, might get more and more. He commented on my hair cases clogging up courts, but they're not going to go anywhere. They're going to cost time and money and production and and what have you, but they're probably not going to result in uh, uh, cash awards to somebody. But but what does that do? What does that do? If you fear that could happen, if you fear that, you know what, I better not tell Ruth. About, uh, I think she she really got a nice haircut at the salon or wherever the hell she went. Uh, if you if you stop saying that, pretty soon you're not you're not trusting yourself to say anything. And you know what else it does? It changes. You talk about the social engagement and and the contract, the social contract, contra- uh, which is unwritten, which uh, includes compliments. Mm-hmm. You know, you look you look nice today. Or I I really like that dress. Mm-hmm. And which you, which is a way you would interact with someone, as opposed to what you're discussing down the road is, you're looking front and center, your eyes are fixed on the sidewalk, and you can't compliment somebody. Reaver's nice green shirt. Well, I think most people, no, not really. I think <laughs> you know we can't get too far out there, but nothing suggests to me that there's no evidence to suggest we shouldn't get too far out there. In other words, things are so crazy now and people are so aware of their rights and people are so aware of being offended and people are so aware of uh, grasping at opportunities to try to get a payday or this or that and the other thing. I hate to cast aspersions on the human race, but you're I, to me, you're opening a can of worms here. Mm. But, okay, but, so but in, defense, in defense of the legislators who were grappling with this, I, I agree with them that the severe and pervasive aspect of this has apparently been too damn difficult to prove. Wow. Why don't we take a break? Okay, we'll do that. And now thanks to our good friends in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal, and you ain't got any money left. Yeah, it's another disappointing day in the stock market today, Joe. Government bond yields are higher today, and that has spooked some investors in stocks, and the major indexes are down sharply. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 440 points. It was down about 540 a short while ago. The NASDAQ Composite up 115, and the S&P 500 is down 35 points. Heirs of Prince have sued an Illinois hospital and Walgreens, saying they could have prevented his 26 16 death if they had properly diagnosed and treated his overdose days earlier. The official cause of Prince's death was a self-administered overdose of the painkiller fentanyl, which is 50 times stronger than heroin. Hoping to draw a younger demographic, Harley-Davidson has come up with a unique marketing ploy. The motorcycle maker is hiring eight college students or recent grads who will be paid to ride a Harley this summer and then share their adventures on social media. Hopefully not at the same time. At the end of the 12 weeks on the road, they'll be able to keep their bikes. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, thanks, big guy, and uh, hopefully you'll give us some better news in the next uh, one hour. Well, I'd say it can't get much worse, but it certainly can. We'll try, though. Let's not jinx it, okay? Bruce Vale with the Your Money Now report. we got a lot of things going on, including...
What's the date? May 26th. It is the Town Ball Classic. Where is it? It's at Target Field, and you can get a great deal on tickets. Three games for 10 bucks. Go to 1500ESPN.com to get all the details. Station events. That is the Town Ball Classic. Yep, the weather's going to be beautiful, and we'll be having a little bit of fun. Check it out. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 63 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Timberwolves now head to Houston for Game 5 of their series. Houston beat the Wolves last night to take a three games to one lead in their best of seven series. They'll play in Houston on Wednesday evening. Twins will try to get back on the winning track in Yankee Stadium tonight. Yanks won Game 1 of the series last night. Jose Barrios goes for the Twins tonight. CC Sabathia on the mound for New York. Uh, the Twins did make a roster move. They've recalled righty Tyler Duffy from Rochester, although he started a lot of games over the last three years for the Twins. He was used as a reliever in Rochester. He will take the roster spot of Alan Businitz, who was optioned to Rochester last night. News notes from today. A Democratic lawmaker is holding a 24-hour sit-in on the Minnesota House floor to protest the lack of action on gun legislation this year. Representative Aaron May Quaid began, to pro- uh, began the protest this morning. Several Democratic colleagues and one suburban Republican joined at the start to share stories of Minnesotans who have been shot. May Quaid is a first-term lawmaker from Apple Valley. She hopes, she says, to call attention to the need for stronger gun restrictions. Gun laws under scrutiny nationwide, of course, after February's deadly school shooting in Florida. May Quaid and others are calling for expanded background checks and legal way for family members to temporarily restrict a loved one's gun access. Authorities in Iowa say a 29-year-old South Dakota man has been charged with homicide by vehicle and voluntary manslaughter and serious injury with a vehicle in connection to a crash that killed a two-year-old Minneapolis girl who was on her way home from watching the solar eclipse last summer. A release from the Madison, Iowa County attorney said 29-year-old William Groth of Parker, South Dakota, has been charged by trial information as a result of the crash, which occurred on August 21st of last year. According to the police report, Aurora Wheeler was killed when the car she was traveling in was rear-ended by a Peterbilt semi driven by Groth. The Wheeler's vehicle, a Chevy Impala, then collided with a Ford van ahead of them. Traffic backed up at the time because the truck had gone into a ditch, reducing traffic to one lane. The report stated the Impala had come to a stop after the vehicle in front of the Wheelers did. Isaac Wheeler, his wife Bethany, and Aurora were all reported to have been wearing seatbelts at the time of the injury, uh, the accident, excuse me. Isaac Wheeler was driving and suffered minor injuries. Bethany Wheeler reported to have suffered broken ribs and face and head injuries. Did you mention why he, was he just not paying attention? They did not say in the charges. But he was charged with manslaughter. Mm -hmm. Wow. President Trump weighing in this afternoon on the situation involving his embattled nominee for Veterans Affairs Secretary. The president saying he stands by Dr. Ronnie Jackson, no matter what decision Jackson makes. But he said, quote, if I were him, I wouldn't do it. The president addressed the controversy over his VA pick in response to a question at today's press conference with visiting French President Emmanuel Macron. He said it's totally his decision, but he'll be making the decision. He said, I'll always stand behind him. He made clear whether he thinks Jackson should drop out or not. He said, I really don't think personally he should seek the position. He suggested he did not want Jackson, who has served as White House physician since 2006, to go through what he called an ugly 
and disgusting process. The comments came after the New York Times and others reported that Jackson has been accused of overseeing a hostile work environment as White House physician, drinking on the job and allowing the overprescription of drugs. Authorities in the western Mexican state of Jalisco said they think three film students missing since last month were killed and dissolved in acid. The students were abducted. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's drug stuff. Yeah. The students were abducted March 19th on the outskirts of Guadalajara after working on a film project for school at a location that was apparently being watched by members of the Jalisco New Generation Cartel. Students taken to another location where one was beaten to death, according to authorities, and the two others were killed. Prosecutors said the bodies were taken to a third location where investigators believe they were dissolved in sulfuric acid. Criminals had confused the students, apparently, with members of a rival gang, according to authorities. They were last seen after their car broke down, according to state prosecutors. Two men have been arrested, and there are arrest orders for four others in the case, according to the Jalisco Attorney General's office. Bookies are betting that Prince William and Duchess Kate's third child name will be Arthur. Not Palace, as Chris Reavers thought perhaps ah, would happen. He was joking. It yeah, was, right. a bit. It was a bit. Uh, Come on, John. Yeah. Let's play a little radio. I, I was sitting beside him. He wasn't joking. In fact, bookmaker Patty Power is so confident that uh, it's already paid out on the name for anyone who bet before 7 o'clock local time yesterday. A spokesman, was there a connection? Is that why we're picking Arthur, John? Well, King Arthur, I don't know. Yeah. You know is, it, do they have to, is there a time limit for the new kid to be named? I don't think so. Well, you're a royal. You can take your time. Well, I thought maybe it was part of the protocol. It has to be named by mm. the sixth day, seventh hour or something. You know. <laughs> I don't know. A spokesperson. Here you, here you. Yeah. Spokesperson for the bookmaker, Patty Powers, said, Arthur has been carnage. We've received double as many bets on that name than any other since the pregnancy announcement, uh, announcement was originally made. Other popular bets include James, Albert, Philip, Alexander, and Henry. The odds I like right, Henry. You like Henry? I do like Henry. There's too many of those Henrys. Oh, I'm, I'm Henry. I like Henry. We call him Artie or Art for short. <laughs> I like and Henry. it'll be teased because Art sounds like a thought. You can say Henry, though, without the H. That would be cool. And I Henry. Henry the Eighth. Have you go Henry? I think it'd be neat if we named him Prince Albert. Then we can, you know, use the joke all over. Yeah. Have you got Henry? Is Henry like Gherkins? The, uh, the odds right now. That's right. He's quite excited to eat Gherkin today. The odds from the bookmaker: Arthur's nine to four, James three to one, Albert six to one, Henry's down at twelve to one. So uh, we'll see what. Happens. I guess I don't like my chances. No, no. never know. Palace, Palace was not on. Palace not was on not list. on Got the it. list. Matthew wasn't enough. even close either. Huh? No, no, John either. Uh, Rook, you were talking about uh, George H. W. Bush's socks. I found yes. some more information on that. Uh, he honored Barbara Bush in a subtle yet uh, beautiful way during their private funeral Saturday, all thanks to a young entrepreneur with Down syndrome. The 41st president, who has a known affinity for fancy footwear, wore socks adorned with colorful books, a nod to the former first lady's commitment to family literacy. Uh, the tribute wouldn't have been possible without the help of 22-year-old John Cronin from Huntington, New York. John and his dad, Mark Cronin, uh, we actually have some of these in my house, run a business called John's Crazy Socks. Hmm. Really? They sell more than 1,200 types of colorful and fun socks. Uh, the president's office had contacted the company last week asking for a pair of socks he could wear to the funeral. John Rush delivered a box filled with book-themed socks to the former president's Houston office ahead of the memorial. John's Crazy Socks has sold more than 600 pairs of the Library for Literacy socks so far. 
Uh, the president, a former president, is a repeat customer, too. Last year, John read a story about former President Bill Clinton giving Mr. Bush a pair of colorful socks, so John sent a box of his footwear to Mr. Bush's office. Then in March of 2018, Mr. Bush's office called. He wanted more socks, and John was happy to oblige. He sent Mr. Bush his Down Syndrome superhero socks, which the former president wore in celebration of World Down Syndrome Day, March 21st. The former president has long championed the rights of people with differing abilities. In 1990, he signed into law the Americans with Disabilities Act, which prohibits discrimination based on disabilities. Oh, I just went to their website. They got all sorts of different mm-hmm. styles. And uh, plus, when you go into Google and say John's cur, John's crazy socks come up. So he's going to be selling a lot of product here. Uh, Amazon's latest perk: what free delivery to your car? No. How, how is this an almost over? How do they get in your car? Well, the Seattle company today began offering delivery in 37 different cities to Amazon Prime members if you own newer General Motors or Volvo oh, vehicles. Oh, this seems like a great idea. The company will expand the number of locations as well as eligible vehicle makes and models going forward. Uh, here's how it works. Last year, remember, we talked about this on the air. Amazon launched Amazon Key which lets those with a Wi-Fi connected lock to unlock their front doors. I ain't doing that. So the packages could be left inside. <laughs> I do have the packages stolen. Earlier this year, the company... The guy walks through, grabs some cookies, right. uh, has a, <laughs> grabs a beer, sits down for a little bit in your bed. Uses the can. Right. Hey, how you doing? Sent the Krabby Coffee Shop. Earlier this year, the company acquired Ring, which makes Wi-Fi connected cameras and doorbells. The in-car delivery service is available to members of Prime whose cars are parked in publicly accessible areas like on the street in front of an apartment building, a workplace, or in a driveway. They won't deliver to private parking garages or other places where access to a vehicle is not readily available. Packages are placed in the vehicle's trunk or out of plain sight. How do they open the trunk? This uh, Amazon Key app that uh, we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, They can link it up to a connected car, so your car can be linked to it. You can give that link to this. Who would do this? Well, so I, I'm sure it'll go green. I bet it does well. You're an idiot if you do this. Nerds. Oh, I wonder why my car got broke into. You got Dave Dahl ready? We do. <laughs> you cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. I saw you. Here's Dave Dahl. David Wallace. Oh, Hi, guys. Hi, buddy. Hi. How are you? Good. Our uh, temperature reached a high of 64 last hour. We've slipped a degree. We're down to 63. And we do have some scattered showers through the central part of the state. That shower activity is going to roll through here over the next couple of hours. Should be out of here by about 6 p.m. tonight. And then clearing skies after that. It's going to get cool tonight, down to 36 with north winds at 5 to 10. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a mild day, back up to 62. 62 again on Thursday. Some more scattered showers possible then. And then it dries out just in time for the weekend. Really nice weekend shaping up. Partly cloudy, 64 on Friday, 64 again on Saturday, then 74 on Sunday, up to 78 by Monday and Tuesday of next week. There could be some showers and storms along with those 78s, though, especially late in the afternoon or the evening on Monday, and then scattered showers and thunderstorms possible on Tuesday, but highs still up around 78. Today, we've already reached our high, Joe, of 64, heading for a low tonight of 36. Right now, it's 63, and I have the records for the day. April 24. 84 on this date. 84. In 1962. In 1962. 24. 
24. In 1875. In 1875. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. The mayor of Toronto was a guy named John Tory. Okay. Never heard of him. Well, remember, well, you did hear the previous one, though. Rob Ford, that big fat oh, guy. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, after the van attack yesterday in his city, mm-hmm. he said uh, he wanted to tell people how inclusive Toronto is. And I, I'm trying to figure out what was he trying to get out in, in front of. Just hours after a man plowed uh, over a crowd of people, Toronto Mayor John Tory was concerned with reminding the media of how inclusive and accepting his city is. That attack left 10 dead and 15 others injured. I think I know. I'm going to take a guess. What's the point? Yeah, tell me. This is a time when this community should come together, Tory said during a news conference. I hope that we will, as a city, remind ourselves of the fact that we are admired around the world for being exclusive and for being accepting and understanding and considerate. Hmm. What does that have to do with anything? Right. Well, I think what he was trying to do is, I think he said all this before he knew the identity of the driver. If in fact oh, he, he was making the assumption, I that, think he was anticipating a okay. flat-out terrorism attack, and he was going to get out in front of it by saying, "We're above that. We're all together and inclusive," and all the other boilerplate plate BS that Mysterians tell you. And that uh, f- works into your theory that you got to set back yeah. forty-eight hours and see what. Well, the driver was a twenty-five-year-old IT student uh, who, according to the uh, Irish Mirror because the European tabloids go after this like fish after uh, minnows, who didn't know how to drive and didn't even know how a steering wheel worked. The guy's name was Alec Manassian, software developer. Uh, His LinkedIn profile shows he attended Seneca College of Applied Arts and Technology, where classmates say he was still attending classes as recently as last week. Uh, He was described as socially awkward, uh, another student told the Globe and Mail that he believed Manassian had significant social or mental disabilities. Manassian well, struggles with physical tics, including shaking his hands and tapping his head. Kind of the Three Stooges thing. Uh, <laughs> and tics like I remember I had the... Yeah. <coughs> well, he, he did the whole curly thing. Right. Right. He... <laughs> He added that he did not believe Manassian drives a car and would not not know how a steering wheel even works. Okay, that how, and he was how old again? Eighteen? No, he's uh, twenty-five. Oh, the other kids? No, no, not twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five, twenty-five. And you don't know how to work a steering wheel. Records show Manassian worked on a number of apps, including one which found parking spots for people. He was arrested at the scene. After being confronted by the police, he was heard to shout, kill me, shoot me in the head, at an officer who then took him to the ground unharmed. And that is an officer um, that's got a, a quite a pair. I would think so. Because under pressure, I wonder how many other but officers... To, but to bring this back to the mayor and his getting out in front comments by wanting everyone to know we're really inclusive and diverse here, Yeah, this had nothing to do with terror. The speculation is this guy couldn't get a date and he was getting a little frustrated. So he kills 10 people. Uh, He he, he claims he was driven by anger at women who'd rejected him sexually and the men he envied. I wonder why. So, you know, there's how you handle it. You just just handle it by, uh, uh, you know, get a truck and. uh, Or become a uh, zombie or Mm -hmm. a Furby. Or what's the lowest uh, dating? Uh, zombie. 
No, no, Furbies are below zombies. I thought even, zombie was the lowest. But even at that point, you could go to the hot, crazy No, matrix. but we found something even lower than Furbies, remember? We have to come up with it. We'll try to think about it. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Somebody had a good point. Uh, Roger sent a message. Who would have rented the truck to that That's moron? Right. That's right. Here's another promposal where a guy staged a fatal car accident, died in the middle of the street, and when the girl came over to him, he popped up and said, I'm alive, will you go to the prom with And then he should have been punched right in the face. He should have been groin kicked. Yeah, that's yeah, a groin kick. That's a groin kick. Wow. <clears throat> 1500 Thanks, Katie, for sitting in. Yeah, thank you. She didn't get her money's worth. ESPN is KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's uh, 63 degrees.